0: Welcome to another issue of the Cool Tools Show and Tell. I have a great guest with me this week, longtime friend, James Holm. James, could you introduce yourself a little bit uh, in a few sentences? Yeah, sure. Hi, I'm James Holm. Uh,
1: I help folks tell their stories with technology and design. Uh, That's included everything from Google Search uh, to the new website for the Long Now Foundation, which is a nonprofit uh, that helps people think about uh, the future. Uh, about four years ago, my wife and I got on a 40-foot sailboat and sailed it south to Mexico, and we're talking to you right now in uh, Bar de Navidad. Uh, Inside in your boat. Pacific. Exactly
0: right. Inside your boat. And James also um, has been working on a redesign for my website um, and has helped me in the past with design issues. Um, and we've um, done some walks together, too, at least one. And that's been really a lot of fun. Yes, getting indeed. to know you in that way. So, as a boat captain um, and uh, someone who is um, dealing with things all the time, I'm really interested in what kind of cool tools you might have to share with us. So, yeah. Um, so, James, the, what's, the sea what, life what's, is a very tool heavy life. Yes, it is. Things are always breaking. Yes, indeed. <laughs> So um, you get really good at fixing stuff, I would imagine. It's uh, after four
1: years, my my discipline around maintenance is completely different. Uh, and uh, as we start to think about land life again, uh, figuring out how we're going to bring that, those sets of skills back to do fun things, I'm, I'm looking forward to.
0: Well, I mean, since we're here, what's one general lesson that you learned that you didn't yeah. know coming in yeah. about maintenance?
1: Oh, uh, A general lesson. Or say, fixing
0: things, maintenance or fixing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, just the, the biggest, I think the biggest thing is you just want to be on it from the beginning. You know, you you want to have a clear sense of every component in the boat uh, or every component in your house or every component in your car and just kind of know what state it is it's in. So, you know, I kind of have a rolling understanding of, of where things are, knowing that, you uh, there's a, there's a really good adage that uh, sailors say, which is, at any time, 80% of the things on your boat work. So that means, you know, 20, 20% of your systems are probably not working properly. And that's that's good. That's what you're kind of aiming for. So, and and, and
0: do you think that's true for a house as well? or a, um... I,
1: I think it is, but it's, it's less dramatic in a house, right? Your house doesn't sink. So it's, it, you know, you're not... Uh, if that 20% uh, uh, doesn't include, uh, you know, the the boat being able to sink, it's right, good, right? It's good, right?
0: I, I, you know, I mean, I, I, I get that because yesterday we had the appliance repair guy fixing our refrigerator. Yes. And he was shocked that it was 11 years old. He says, this is ancient. This is like, he yeah. th- says, I don't work on 11-year-old refrigerators anymore. To us, this is yeah. like brand new. But to him, this is like, Says they don't last for eleven years anymore.
1: Boy, that's that's another one. That's the, the biggest thing uh, that I would say I've learned is make sure that the things that you're buying are built for the long term. You know, don't don't buy something that has planned obsolescence built into right. it. Right, but, but, uh, he, but here's
0: what, here's he, he said the problem is it doesn't matter what refrigerator you buy. It doesn't matter whether you buy a Viking or a Wolf or any of these ones. They're none of them, as far as he can tell, last eleven years. So um, your first tool.
1: Yeah, first tool. Um, so this is, uh, you know, we, we started talking about boats. So this is, this is about as sailorly a tool as I can suggest, but I, it really has much broader application than that. And I think it's actually, uh, uh, you know, among the most primitive uh, of cool tools. And that's just a piece of rope. Um, so this is a piece of six foot, uh, three eighths inch nylon rope. Um, and what I recommend to everyone is that they go and they find a piece, uh, you can get them at West Marine, you can get them at a hardware store, but get a good quality one that you like the feel of and that you like having in your hands. Um, because what I, what I recommend people do is that they carry this around with them. Um, you will be absolutely astonished once you learn a couple of knots, how unbelievably useful it is to be able to pull out six feet of rope. Like it sounds really silly, um, you're laughing. But it's, it, it will change your life to, to, to become, uh, you know, this kind of low key rigor um, and be able to, um, oh, you know, I want to I want to basically have a clothesline right here. You know, I know that there there's a knot that I can put on this side and a knot that I can put on that side. And boom, you're, you're good. That sounds really intimidating because we learn knots in the stupidest way. We, le- we learn knots by trying to tie a knot. The first time you try try to tie a knot, almost everybody you're leading over to the hardest part of your body to reach and trying to tie what's actually a fairly complicated knot. Like a shoelace knot is actually fairly challenging. Um, That's a terrible way to learn something by, by taking one of the harder ones and putting it as far away from you as possible. Um, And so I think there's a whole bit of relearning that people can do uh, around the relationship with Lyme. Um, It's, it's just spectacularly uh, it's, it's hard to overstate how much it's changed the way that I think about um, moving stuff around, um, securing stuff. Um, I've always been somebody who's, uh, who's done fairly adventurous things. You know, I went to Burning Man 10 times. Uh, we constantly had problems uh, where if I had had just a little bit of understanding about what to do with this, uh, they wouldn't have been problems. You know, I would have been sitting there with a drink in my hand, having a great <laughs> time. And instead I'm holding down the edge of the tent because none of my lines help. Right. Um, so the trick is, and, and the reason that, that everybody thinks knots are hard is because they never spend any time with them. So the trick is carrying one around with you. You know, try two or three knots. Get really good at those. Don't think, oh, I'm going to learn 20 knots. Learn three knots. Um, the bowline is one of the, the best uh, knots to learn. It's just a simple loop, you know, in the, in the end of a rope, um, you know. Uh, it's like that. It's that simple. And that, that I know will not come loose ever, you know. Um, so how do you learn them? Um, knots 3d, uh, is an iOS app that is absolutely spectacular. Um, so what this lets you do, um, is actually see an animation of the line. Um, so you can actually for each, uh, knot, kind of just see an animation. You can turn that animation around. Um, you can flip it this way. So all the different things that are, that make learning knots hard is, you know, you're, your knot almost never looks like the picture. Why doesn't it look like the picture? This lets you move the picture Mm. around um, to see it. Um, You can also learn from books. Um, So Jana Atkins does these absolutely amazing illustrated books. Um, You know, here's here's the Bowen in that, right? And it's a completely different way of thinking about
0: it. Get that in there. Yeah, the Bowen actually has different variations as well. Absolutely. Or Every Knot does. That, oh, that
1: most thing. knots do most knots do but the 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 biggest thing i would say is is don't worry about the uh don't worry about the uh uh complications like right, really right, just right. pick the pick four or five of the basic knots right right really get good with them um and and it, it will totally change the way that you think about stuff. right
0: so we didn't coordinate this but uh, <laughs> right next to my desk i have some rope and i practice my knots awesome yes. because yeah the thing about it is is like i try to do it in the dark without looking yes yeah. because oftentimes you can't see it i the, the thing i found is I learning it one way and then like turning around from the other direction it's like i it doesn't work the first time it's like what yeah I'm just turning it a little bit the having whole, a,
1: the whole yeah. flip on this is so useful like this doesn't seem like a killer feature it's amazing, you know. Yeah. You're, you you get in the middle of it, and you're like, "Oh, okay, I see what I'm doing." I'm right, doing right. It.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, keep practicing. And I, I think I'm three... left-handed, which complicates it a ton. Oh right? yeah, exactly. The, the right.
1: right-handed, right? So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So the knots 3D, that's great. Um, YouTube is not bad as as well for some of the more common knots. No, um, YouTube's great. So that's those. That's a great, fantastic um, suggestion.
1: The biggest thing is just start your start your odyssey with it, like really, you know, pick up some line and, and it, it, you know, don't don't feel intimidated by it. Um, you'll learn two or three and that'll really get you on the on the, right. on the go. And as soon as you solve a problem in real life with it, uh, it, it will completely, you know, uh, a friend of mine was taking photos and was trying to use this umbrella to uh, uh, to capture light. And it kept falling over. And it's just like, I just took a little bit of line out, not even really thinking about it. And, and she was just like, what just happened? Uh, and it's, you know, it's little things like that. You feel like a superhero. And, right. and it's, it's really simple to, to get the skill set to do it.
0: Right. And, um, and my own, my own odyssey is that learning it once, I have to c- keep relearning it. Basically, you have to practice it yeah. at least once a year, maybe more. You have to kind of, it's like a language. You have to use it a lot in order to really get it burned in so you don't think about it. A hundred percent.
1: And the fact that you had that right there in arm's reach right. on your desk, we didn't talk about that at all. No, uh, you know, is, is, I think, just uh, uh, completely indicative of the, the kind of relationship you can build with it. And it right. seems like a small, silly thing, but it's, it's one of the biggest things we've gotten from sea life. Uh, Great. If, if you get really into it and, and you, you need something fancy, um, the Merchen, uh offshore uh, knife. And, wait, wait, uh, Marlin Sh- Spike show combo. that what, what, what's yeah, going yeah. on. There's a
0: sheath. There's a knife. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So this is a kit they sell. It's the Merchant uh, Offshore Kit.
0: And offshore. It's essentially
1: a, Yeah, it's a sheep's foot knife, so you don't stab yourself as you're running around on the boat. I um, see. But it's, it's uh, super heavy duty. So most knives, you know, the, the blade is fairly thin. It's thin up here, but it's very thick up here. So you can actually, thick line, you can hammer the top oh, of the knife so that you can I and then marlin spikes um, are another thing that I was just like, why? I'm never going to use a marlin spike. What I'm going to do is I have four of these now. Um, it's just, it's a way of, you know, messing around with the line. Once you've got a knot tied and you want to get in there, oh, and you, I wanna, see. you know, you've, you've torn up your fingernails doing this almost <laughs> certainly. This is what you do instead of the fingernail. And it, you wind up learning that there's just a bunch of different things that you can do with this. So this is a very nice, simple one that Merchant sells with this kit. Um, so I recommend that one. <laughs> As, as the line has started to become, oh, this is part of my life, I, I'm definitely going to have this around. Uh, uh-huh. That's how to, how to cement it.
0: And um, it's not TSA approved.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, put this, uh, don't put this in your carry-on. <laughs> uh, you, you can pack it. And I, uh, I don't pack this knife, but I do pack a, a smaller folding knife.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. okay, that's, <laughs> that's, that's great. So, uh, so Tim, what's, um, what's the second tool?
1: Second tool, uh, let's see. Uh, Oh, so uh, 40 foot boat, uh, basically the size of a shipping container. Uh, I've got very little space. Um, So, uh, and our lighting is fairly dim. Um, So, uh, how do you solve that problem? You know, I can't have a a big shop light, Uh, it's too big, it takes up too much room. So, when we need more lighting than we have, we actually reach to the bookshelf and we take this book out. Um looks like a, a normal hardcover book, right? Um, but in fact. Oh, wow. wow. Right? So you can you can lay it flat like this if you need a magic item in the room, uh, uh-huh. which is already already pretty cool. Um, but another feature that this thing has, and I'm gonna move the camera around a little bit here. Um, you know, I I uh, followed my own advice and put a little line up here. This took, uh, you know, 20 seconds to do. Uh, and I'm going to take this. So this is a leather strap. This comes with the Lumio. Uh, this is the Lumio. Uh,
0: That's what it's called. It's called a Lumio. This is
1: the Lumio Light Classic. Yeah. So uh, they are a little startup uh, that started with these books. They have a whole line of home products now, but they started with these books. They also come with this strap. So this is a little leather strap and it's on a magnet. And so the magnet comes off and this is going to go around our line up here. And then our Lumio is going to do this.
0: Wow. And so now we've got a chandelier. That is so cool.
1: And so that right there is uh, uh, sort of our standard household chandelier. Uh, this was actually given to me as a, 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 a dinner gift uh, by some dear friends. Shout out to David Shiplikoff if he's watching. Uh, um, and
0: it's work on rechargeable batteries?
1: It's uh, actually a USB charger. So tucked right into the edge here is a little USB port. So uh, it runs all night. Uh, sometimes I forget it and I leave it up. Uh, in the morning, I come in, I plug it in. It's good to go by the end of the day. Um, this is all paper. Um, the unusual thing about it, uh, in addition to the fact that it's a book that turns into a light, uh, is that the light it casts, uh, because of the the paper they chose, is this really warm, beautiful, yeah. yellow, golden light. Um, I've never had a light this bright that I actually enjoyed having up. I'm really sensitive to, to light quality, and uh, this
0: one really just... Just punches all the tickets. Yeah, yeah. So. It's, it seems to be very soft in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Because of the but multiple very points. very bright. It's like a soft um, box. Uh, yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, Dahlia frequently sews under it um, is, uh, is one of its most common. Yeah, so.
0: that's fabulous. That's called Lumia. And how much does it run? Uh, they're
1: 225 uh, uh-huh. I think they make a smaller one as well, um, but uh, let's double check that.
0: That's okay. That gives me just a range.
1: Yeah, this is the Lumia Light Classic. Uh, and it it's it's a little pricey uh for for a light but uh given the the transformation that it's capable of doing uh-huh. uh it it is it has been uh, uh a really essential tool on on rejoice
0: well that's fabulous okay we're on a roll so um what's your third tool
1: third tool is a little uh is a little more hardcore than than these other other two so we we started out with a line which you can get for about uh, maybe $3 if you get something really nice. Uh, our next, our next product is, is more like three, it's more like $6,000. <laughs> okay. So this is, this is, uh, the Spectra Watermakers Aquifier 200. Um, so, uh, the one that I'm, uh, talking about here and listing is a suitcase version of the water maker that we have on rejoice. So water makers are like mini desalination plants. Um, they're mostly used by the offshore uh, by offshore sailors and the military, um, but as sea levels rise and people become increasingly nomadic, uh, it it seems like small scale desalination might become a bigger thing. Um, I'd love to hope that's not true, but my guess is it's it, it's going to be uh, something that becomes more relevant uh, right.
0: as time goes on. So, so just uh, to be clear, it yeah. takes seawater and turns it into freshwater
1: take seawater or brackish water or you know, coastal water that uh, would otherwise not be good to drink um, and turns it into uh, uh, good, good drinking water. Um, and so uh, uh, most of these water makers take a lot of power. Um, they run on 120 volt AC um, and uh, they're, they're very difficult to have on, on a boat, for example, um, and you certainly can't put them in a suitcase and take them to shore. Um, What's amazing about Spectra is they came up with a really genius, um, cool tool style design um, where, so this is, this is what, actually, let's uh, go ahead and uh, let me bring my screen up here. So without a Clark pump, you can see there's the reverse, reverse osmosis membrane. So basically, water pumps are basically just a membrane that you push bad water through and get good water out of. Um. So you can see over on the left here, uh, there's good water coming out into that glass of water from the membrane as it pushes uh, the salt uh, essentially through this membrane and out the other side.
0: Right. So conventional so water for those who yeah, who, who are listening, it's a kind of a long cylinder where um, there's like a maybe a piston or something that's pushing it through, and there's a filter at the other end or along the whole diameter, I'm not sure. Exactly, that
1: whole thing is a filter. And so right. there's, there's a hose on either end. And as, water, as bad water comes in, it goes through that big long filter um, and comes out uh, both sides. And one, on one side it's good water and there's not much of that. And on the other side it's brine uh, and there's plenty of that. And so in a conventional water maker, that brine gets thrown out. Um, there's a 120 volt AC, super high power boost pump that's running that is pushing that water through, um, and it just wastes the pressurized water on the other side. The thing that's ingenious about the the Spectra is it actually captures that brine water and dumps it back into a totally otherwise passive pump. So this pump, the Clark pump, doesn't run on electricity at all. It just takes the brine that's coming through the membrane and runs it through again. Mm. And so essentially, there's this piston that you see um, pushing on either side. Uh, And that it's like a 90% efficiency pump uh, that keeps the water moving through. And so that allows you to really dramatically cut the needed power to make this thing run. Um, And that's, you know, that's the thing that really makes it special for people who are on boats um, or for nomads who are, um, you know, taking care of a a small community uh, that no longer has a good water source. Um, I'm actually in the middle of servicing ours. So i can actually show you what this looks like.
0: So oh, it's it's smaller than I thought.
1: Yeah. So the, pu- the pump itself is pretty small. The membrane would be about uh two or three times that size. And mm-hmm. so there's there's a piston here that moves back and forth. Um, it goes back and forth so it keeps all of the energy. It doesn't drop it on a backstroke. Um that lets it keep about 90% of that energy as it's as it's going through there, um, which just allows it to be super efficient.
0: Wow. And so um so just give us some, some general kind of a range. So if you were running it um, at full blast, how yeah. much water would it generate in an hour, clean water?
1: Uh, between 9 and 15 gallons an hour.
0: Wow. Okay. That's, yes. that's a lot.
1: Yeah. And, um, and, and very low efficiency. You can keep it running on a fairly small solar panel.
0: So you, you're powering it by solar?
1: Correct. Yeah, when we when we run it, we we have uh, we've got about 200 watts of solar right now, and that is enough to uh, keep us in enough water to drink, uh, in addition to run all of our you know computers and lights and all that good stuff.
0: So that's a pretty good that's a pretty good um, ratio. If you can do 200 watts generating even 10 gallons an hour, uh, it's um, phenomenally efficient. Because if you get it, five or six really good hours of power in a day that's a lot of water for a family
1: yeah it, it can keep a small community uh you know not, not in in traditional western standards of, of water use certainly but in right. in uh, quite comfortable uh water use so a, a lot um, of technologies
0: you know exhibit um you know power law decreases in price is, is there anything in about this technologies that you could see Getting cheaper and cheaper by the by it, the it year. It already
1: has. It already has. So they they've, they've uh, so Spectra has already gotten it uh, uh, to the point where they can put it in a much smaller container. You know, previously you, right. you basically needed a boat or a car to carry these around in, uh, but they've really gotten it down to kind of suitcase sized, which uh-huh. is uh, a, a pretty major shift. Uh, at the same time, the prices come down considerably. Um, the the you know I think a lot of what's driving the price is just that there aren't there isn't that much demand. Uh, right. The number of people who need these is relatively low. Uh, they use all extremely high quality parts uh, and everything is is kind of custom for these. So uh, there are a lot of places where there can be efficiencies added, I think. Are
0: there Chinese knockoffs yet? Uh,
1: so they patented the Clark pump uh, and I think that that uh, has has kept that from happening. There are several similar technologies that are now kind of emerging. I'm not sure if the patent uh, has expired uh-huh. Or if they're just kind of shifting the way that, uh, that the, they work. But the, the idea of uh, recovering the energy with the discarded brine is, is uh, people are finding other ways to do that.
0: Okay. Because that would be great news for the world if you had, if you can make this like an, any other appliance, you know, like a yeah. refrigerator, three or four hundred dollars. Um, maybe it doesn't last as long as the one for the boat would, but you know, um, it might last for five years and that's still a great bargain.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. The, the specter is the, is the one that I chose to show mostly because I, you know, I had one with me, but also, uh, they really just did such a remarkable job on the engineering of this. It's such a, uh, just looking at it is interesting. Like the, the design of uh, the Delrin blocks that they put together uh-huh. to, uh, to make the pump itself mm-hmm. uh, just a lot of really good, interesting choices. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think, I think as time goes by uh, seeing that model kind of be adapted in, in other ways, I think is very exciting.
0: Right. Cause I mean, solar powered desalination is like that's as huge
1: yeah, Huge. absolutely. Huge. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And anyway, so it's good enough to work on a boat, but it's expensive is what Correct. it is right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, the...
1: Uh, but they last forever. This, this one is 20 years old. Um, and ah. so it's, you know, the, the, the basic design uh, of the Clark pump. I'm using parts that they sell today for the ones that they're selling today on this 20-year-old model because they've changed nothing. Um, you know, they've made, they've made a couple of small improvements to the, uh-huh. uh, the complex components that surround it. You know, I'm showing a very simplified version of the water sure. maker. There's, There are feed pumps and filters and all kinds of other pieces, too. Um, and all of those have had a lot of continuous improvement. But the Clark pump itself hasn't changed.
0: much. Are there used ones? Uh, I mean, you bought a used one. Oh, absolutely. Ones. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, people don't tend to let go of them. Um, so it, it's, uh, it's relatively rare that they come up. Uh, this one was on the boat when I bought it, so it, it wasn't that I found right, it. I guess you dangerous. could
0: maybe find a really cheap boat and just buy it for the... For,
1: <laughs> for the water maker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I bet that has happened. <laughs>
0: uh, well, that's really great. I mean, that's good news. That's, I mean, I, I hope someone like Saul Griffith takes it on and decides, we can make this for $300. Let's right. figure out how we can design it even cheaper and smaller.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think there's, I think there's plenty of room for that. I think uh, the people who are going to want the super industrial versions are still going to buy the super industrial versions, but there's a, there's a huge market, I think for, for people who can't even begin to start to afford that, that, you know, need a lot of this technology and and could do something simpler.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll be fabulous. So um, thank you. That was really perfect. Do you um, have anything else you want to talk about tools uh, before we talk about what you're up to?
1: Just a couple, a couple of small bits from uh, existing cool tools. Uh, You know, I know that you love the P-touch printers, uh, but uh, I haven't seen. P-touch printers are
0: for printing labels. For those, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I haven't. I have Oh right, Uh, they're 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 kind of the best label makers. the 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 labels that they print are super strong um, and last a really long time. I have them outside, you know, in in tropic sun. And they're, they're, they're beautiful. They look the same way they did two years ago when I put them out. Um, and uh, the, the printers for them tend to be these big complex things with bunches of numbers on them. They drain batteries really fast. Like even if they're turned off, that was my biggest problem with them. This one does not though. This is their P-Touch Cube, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, $50. And it works with, it has no interface on it at all. There's no buttons on this at all. Instead, you've got a, uh, an iPhone app
0: Oh, and, wow.
1: Uh, so the iPhone app will use any uh, typefaces that you can put on it. So I, I have a typeface for the boat, and all of my labels are in that typeface. Uh, it'll print small logos and icons and things like that. Uh, and uh, it works super, super well. I've been just, just elated with that. I've had several P-Touch printers. This is hands down the, the best one that I've had. And it's tiny. Like, it, it fits into a, you know, it just disappears into a drawer.
0: And so it's, it's, it's a Bluetooth? or Yeah, exactly right. Bluetooth yeah. with your phone, and um, rechargeable batteries, I guess. you saying you can load fonts? You can load fonts onto it.
1: Correct. Yeah. I mean, you, you can load fonts onto the – anything that you can put on here, you can put on there. And so the uh, uh, iOS now lets you do any fonts that you want. So you move, I move fonts over there, and then I can put them on the on – I didn't, I didn't on the realize
0: desk. that the iOS allows you to have fonts. I, I, it that... does.
1: It's a little fiddly, but, uh, but, but it does.
0: You're a font guy, so you would probably figure it out.
1: Yes. Yeah. It, uh, having, having the right topography and having all the topographies speak the same language uh, uh, just, just makes me feel so good in a space. So, uh, in, in most of these panels are, are things that I'm looking at in, the, in, a, in, a, in an emergency case. So I just want to be as calm as possible. So topography keeps me calm.
0: That's really interesting. Yeah. A unified topography keeps me calm. Hugely,
1: yeah, hugely.
0: Huh, well that's, yeah, I can kind of see that. Huh, Um, and and do you have a, uh, what's your boat's font?
1: Uh, We use uh, Interstate Bold, is our label font. The actual Interstate from the signs? Exactly right, yeah, it was designed originally for the the Interstate uh, Highway System, and uh, it's just gorgeous, Uh, and super readable, obviously. Um, it's, uh, it's one that I've been using, uh, for a lot of things for a long time. There's a, uh, open source version, version called overpass, which is also quite lovely.
0: <laughs> That's great. Right. I thought there was one called clear or something or clear was a uh, clear view. Clear view.
1: Yeah. Also in the family. Uh, so, uh, interstate was kind of the first one and they, they're all
0: sort of, uh, evolutions. I see. Okay. But your interstate was the original. Yes, indeed. Yeah. okay so you' you're, you're old uh, it school. was it
1: was it was a typeface taken from the the original highway system so the highway okay. system was a separate design process and then this was an adaptation by a, a really excellent topographer okay. uh, and then overpass and clear you were kind of uh, uh, echoes of that so all right it's a, it's highway based uh, uh, topography there's a whole you know that could be a cool tool in itself uh, I, I think that it's a uh, uh, it's extraordinary and I could talk for too long about it.
0: Okay. Well, um, that's perfect. So um, we'll have links, you know, in the show notes about Great. those yeah. ones. Um, is there a project you'd like to share with us? That, and what are you excited by these days?
1: Yeah, uh, a lot of what I'm excited by uh, is coastal Mexico. So we, we are right now spending a lot of time uh, bouncing from Anchorage to Anchorage as we, uh, as we float around on the Pacific uh, coast of Mexico. Uh, but in the meantime, I've also uh, I just relaunched uh, longnow.org. Uh, so uh, the Long Now Foundation is uh, uh, a website that's or a uh, organization, nonprofit organization that's focused on uh, helping people think passionately about long term thinking, uh, which uh, which can be a, a kind of a tough uh, sell. Okay. Uh, and they've they've really, uh, as you know, uh, uh, given that you're, uh, you're you're part of the crew right. there. Um, have really come up with some some sort of fascinating ways to help people think about this in, in new ways.
0: Right, uh, I'm and so oh, a little picture. Of, oh, great of yeah. the website that you just designed so, for us. I coach. Yeah, I coach chair the Long Now Foundation, which is what I mean by us. But um, one of the projects we're doing is building this clock inside the mountain that would take for ten thousand years. And so um, you've captured some of the energy and the. Um, optimism very well on your design here.
1: Thank you. So much of what Long Now is doing is a storytelling project. And so really putting the the story uh, first uh, is, is what this design is all about. And so uh, that's been super fun to do. And uh, th- there aren't many organizations who... Uh, are, are comfortable working with somebody who's, you know, working from a boat and bouncing around a bunch, <laughs> and might be away from connectivity for a month at a time. And so, I, I, I really uh, have appreciated working on like this. And um,
0: you, men- you mentioned <clears> earlier that um, besides your boat, your nomadic boat existence, you're looking at a land boat.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, land so, my wife something. and I. Yeah, my wife and I just picked up a, a Toyota Land Cruiser, which we're going to drive from North Carolina. Uh, across the country to California uh, and Oregon, and uh, part of what we're doing is is considering what a future land life might look like. So, we're originally from San Francisco. Uh, that place is uh, absolutely gorgeous and dear to our hearts, but also very focused on money in a way that we're less excited about uh, uh, being. And uh, so, we're looking for other great places to be. So. Uh, kind of a reverse caravan uh, from from the the seventies, right? We 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 know that we don't want to settle in uh, in Tennessee. Uh, I've, I've already lived there for a little while, but uh, we're we're definitely looking for cool places in the United States to check out as we.
0: Uh, so, if you have a suggestion for Jim and his wife, uh, post it in the comments. He'll come inspect. Do you have any criteria that you're willing to share that? Um, you're using to kind of constrain your search for?
1: I, I mean, you know, I, I think the audience for this this uh, uh, video series is probably a, a, a pretty good one. You know, people who are passionate about creating things, uh, mm-hmm. who are uh, open-minded um, and uh, who uh, love to learn. Um, it needs to have a very strong nature component. We've realized that we really like being in the wild uh, for a lot of the time that we're alive. Um, and so that that was a big epiphany for both of us city dwellers. Uh, we'll we'll be at least two hours away from a big city, um, but not much more than that because we still like getting on airplanes and going and seeing the people over here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, great, yeah. Um, so uh-huh. ready, ready access to nature um, and uh, and cool folks,
0: and um, as far away from the ocean as possible.
1: <laughs> no 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 i think i think we'll probably i, I will i will always have one foot in the sea. uh um, okay you know, i i don't know exactly what the balance is going to look like uh we're still not planning on letting go of rejoice but we'll see we'll see what time uh, uh, looks like in, in the fullness of time rejoice is the boat we live on so. yeah yeah yeah
0: well thanks for um sharing these uh tools and your life with us it's really great to catch up myself with you and um the great picks the lights the knot tying um the this, this, inhalation, this inhalation, the desalting of water is i think humongous it's just, yeah. just really so so important and it's really cool that there's a portable version of it so absolutely those, are, those yeah. are great finds and um well
1: this has been such a pleasure and i you know i as you know going all the way back to signal and the whole earth catalog like uh th- this relationship with uh Understanding how tools can change your life has, has been dear to yeah. me since uh, since I was very young. So, thank you for that.
0: Okay, well, great, Jim. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you take you all care. next week. We're glad that you enjoyed this issue of the Cool Tools Show and Tell. Just want to remind you that we have some other coolish material on our YouTube channel here. Please subscribe, comment, like. In addition, um, this Cool Tools Show and Tell. Is also available in an Audible podcast form. You can subscribe to it wherever you subscribe to other podcasts if you just wanted to listen. And if you're listening, know that there is a visual version of this on our YouTube channel where we're actually showing the tools and um, there's a little bit more of a visual component there. In addition, the same folks that put us, uh, the Cool Tools website out, we also put out a free newsletter every week. It's very, very short. It's one page or less. We recommend six very brief items um, that are very succinct, easy to read. You can deal with it in a couple minutes. And every week we bring to you the six cool things that we have uncovered and want to share. And it's called Recommendo with one M, recommendo.com. You'll be able to find it there, it's free. Join 50,000 plus other subscribers every Sunday morning. You'll get it in your email box. And it's actually one of the most popular things that we produce. But we do produce other newsletters as well. One of them is called What's in Your Bag. We have one that goes out to um, uh, Tools and Tips for Your Workshop. So you can get those at our website um, and they are also free. And finally, um, I want to mention the fact that um, we do have a Patreon, and um, this podcast and this vidcast are supported by Patreon supporters. The minimum is a dollar a month, and for that, you get um, an email to ask us anything. We'll respond and um, answer your question if we're able to. There are other higher levels. You can all see those at our Patreon page, and all those links are below right here. So, thank you again for being a fan and um, we'll keep producing stuff if you enjoy it. Thanks. We give thanks to this week's patrons who include Dan Dow, Bruce Bear, Shiraz Shirwani, Ed O'Brien, Mary Esther Brooks, Dan Spakowitz, Maureen Gronick, Philippine, Santiago Yuri Bae and Kevin Sill. Thank you all for your support.